The New York Giants come into their matchup with the Green Bay Packers in London extremely, extremely banged up, especially in the secondary, but also uh, at quarterback. We're not even sure Daniel Jones is going to be the starter in this game. Will this actually be the time that the Packers are able to stop the run? Will they commit to doing it? And what will this matchup look like across the pond? Patricia Trainer from Locked On Giants joins me for another crossover Thursday that starts right now. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. Welcome inside another crossover Thursday presented by Price Picks. I am Peter Bukowski, host of Locked on Packers, joined by Patricia Traina, host of Locked on Giants for a London kick. The first time the Green Bay Packers are headed to London. Thanks to everyone that makes Locked on Packers and Locked on Giants their first listen every day. And the crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. It is a fun and easy way to take your football knowledge that you're getting from Patricia and I, Locked on Packers, Locked on Giants. You pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money. Use the promo code Locked On to get a deposit match up to $100. Patricia, let's get you in here. Let's let, let, let's let people hear your voice because I had to get all of our bill paying out of the way first. So it is a pleasure to be with you. Um, I have not changed my accent yet, but I can't promise over the next 25 to 30 minutes that I won't do it as we go into this game. What is the big storyline that you're keeping your eye on for the Giants? Well, I can tell you that I I have changed my accent. I've been to London twice. Uh, this is the third time for the Giants going to the international game. They were there for the very first one. I don't That's know right. if you know that or not. 2007 against the Miami Dolphins. I was there. And by the time I came home from that trip, I was talking like a Brit, which is great. I mean, I love the British accent. So, um, you know, it beat it to me, it beats the accent I have now. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this will be the third time. And it's the first time, Peter, that I believe two teams are playing in the international series game in London that have winning records. So we'll chew on that for a second there. I oh, think wow. I saw that stat someplace. So anyway, the big story. We usually line, export our worst games to the UK. That yeah, is usually exactly. how that works. Uh, the big storyline for the New York Giants, I think, is going to be the injury report. Mm. 14 guys on the injury report, including two quarterbacks, which just so happens to be the number of quarterbacks the Giants have on the 53-man <laughs> roster. So that's a little bit of a problem. Seems so, problematic, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the situation as it stands as a Wednesday when we record this is that Daniel Jones has an ankle sprain. Hmm. We don't think it's a high ankle sprain because if it was a high ankle sprain, I highly doubt he would have been limited in practice on Wednesday. He was able to you know, go out there. He looked like he was moving well, but... His ankle was very heavily taped. And sometimes, you know, when you limit mobility in, in, in a quarterback's ankle, that could affect his footwork and whatnot. So that's something certainly to keep an eye on. Um, but there's optimism he'll be able to go. His backup, Tyrod Taylor, is in the concussion protocol. I'm not so sure he's going to be ready to go um, by the time they get on a plane on Thursday night to the UK. So that means Davis Webb, who is on the practice squad, is going to be brought up. Uh, will probably be the backup to Jones, but there's a you know quite a bit to go. 
before we get to Sunday. Optimism, the arrow is pointing in the upward direction for Daniel Jones to play. But, you know, that's that's as of now. Will he wake up tomorrow and be sore or have swelling? We don't know. So that's what the Giants are going to be looking for, making sure that he doesn't have that and that he is good to go. But there is optimism that Daniel Jones will be able to play Sunday against the Packers. Okay, so Davis Webb, come on down. Um, terrific. Brian Dayball, I, I saw the quotes that he said, we we have confidence in, in Davis Webb that if he has to play, he'll be ready. There were some you know, flirtations with A.J. McCarron over the course of the week as well. Um, for the Packers, this is interesting, and I don't want to I don't want to um, preempt what we're going to talk about on our matchup section. So I'm going to put the run defense to the side because I think that is the story of this game for both teams is how effective can Saquon Barkley be. In terms of news, the Packers, by contrast, are very healthy heading to London. Um, all of the guys on the injury report, with the exception of Adrian Amos, um, were guys that either played on. Sunday against the Patriots or were injuries that we knew about, which was Jair Alexander. So Al Nazar, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, these guys played on Sunday. We don't think they came out of those games any worse for the wear. David Bakhtiari played 70 snaps. This is a huge story for the Packers as they try and get this offensive line back on track, right? And it is a, a New York Giants team that has invested heavily in the pass rush, Aziz Ojolari. They've got Leonard Williams on a big money contract. Dexter Lawrence is a former with top 10 pick and then Kayvon Thibodeau is, is their, their rookie that they they're really high on um, and made some plays against Chicago last week. So protecting Aaron Rodgers, of course, is going to be the key in a game like this. Some interesting things though, Patricia, that, that your listeners may not know about. There is a question right now about how this offensive line could shake out because Elton Jenkins coming back from that torn ACL has not looked like the same guy that we saw last year when he was playing left tackle at a really high level. And there are some questions um, about whether or not he should be a guard. And Matt LaFleur said earlier this week that they have looked at and talked about playing Yash Nyman, who has come in and played well for, for David Bakhtiari over the last year, playing him at right tackle where he played at Virginia Tech and maybe moving Elton Jenkins to guard, whether that's left guard, whether that's right guard, we don't know. But this is something just to just to fly. I want to flag it for Giants fans because I don't want them to be surprised if we get to Sunday and all of a sudden you see 74 at left guard and Yash Nyman at right tackle and you go, wait a second, I thought it was going to look like this other thing. So just something I think to keep in mind here. Um, if if Daniel Jones's mobility is limited, and we saw them, we saw them in the Wildcat last week, like at the end of that game, Daniel Jones out at receiver and Saquon Barkley running Wildcat. By the way, they looked pretty good out of the Wildcat, like was maybe the best quarterback that they had in that game. How do you think they have to make adjustments here with Daniel Jones if he is at less than 100%? Because frankly, the best thing Daniel Jones can do is move around. Yeah, and with the pass protection being up and down, and there are a couple of injuries on the offensive line as well. You know, Evan Neal's got a neck injury, but he should be okay to go. Mark Lewinsky, the right guard, um, had a sprained ankle. He should be okay. But, you know, you got guys who are banged up. So what the Giants did last week is they started sliding the pocket around to help, you know, give Daniel more time, to give him a cleaner pocket. Because, you know, against Dallas in week three, Daniel didn't, I mean, he was under duress, I think, something like 55% of the time. 
And you just can't have that. Now, you know, granted, the Giants receivers, is, that's a whole nother story or lack of receivers, <laughs> I should say. That's a whole nother story. But the point being is, is you're right. You know, Daniel Jones, he does bring that element of, of being able to run the RPOs, the zone reads, um, to scramble, to slide the pocket around. That is a strength of his game. And I have to believe that Brian Dable will not put Daniel Jones out there if there is any doubt about him being able to protect himself. I mean, we saw a couple of years ago, and I wrote about this actually, Daniel Jones suffered um, a hamstring injury and he missed a game. Then he came back against the Cardinals. Somehow he got on the field. I still don't understand how he got on the field <laughs> because I remember watching him that week in practice. Actually, I don't think he practiced much, but I remember watching him. Guy could move. He literally could move. And and when they said, oh, we're, you know, he's fine. We, we're we're going to live with, you know, his, his, his limitations. I thought, you're asking for trouble. And sure enough, the, the Cardinals just absolutely ate him alive. And he ended up suffering a sprained ankle. So the injury, you know, got worse and he ended Compounds, up missing more yeah. time. So I don't think Brian Dable is going to do that. I, I legitimately believe that Brian Dable, he would rather put the player's interest, best interest in, in the forefront Rather than say, you know what, the heck with it. I need to win now. It's week five. All right. Yes, you want to win every game. You want to have the competitive advantage, but you also want to be smart because it is a 17 game season. And, you know, this giant team, nobody's expecting this Giants team to win all the rest of their games. It's just not going to happen. So you got to be smart and do what's best for the player because sometimes what's best for the player is also best for the team. So if Daniel Jones can't run, why would you put them out there and say, okay, well, we're going to have to take that part of out of the playbook and out of the game plan. You're not doing what's best for the team at that point. So you might as well put Davis Webb in there who is yeah. healthy and who can do the things you need him to do as far as running and, and throwing the ball. Well, and this is a team that is not, is not at all uh, committed to Daniel Jones beyond this season. And they don't need to win right now. Like this is the, the giants fans that at least that, that in my life, and that I have seen are already just thrilled at what's going on in, in New York and, and are all in on Brian Dayball and Saquon Barkley is back baby. And so like they're happy already. And so you, you go to London and you play Davis Webb instead of Daniel Jones and you, and let's say, you know, it doesn't go well because if Davis Webb is out there, it's probably not going to go well. I, I don't think from, and this is speaking as an outsider's view, I don't want to speak for Giants fans. I wouldn't think that Giants fans would be annoyed that you lose a game like that given the circumstances. I, it just seems hard for me to believe that that would be the case. Uh, let's get into some of the matchups here, Patricia, with with the, the players who we are pretty sure are going to play. <laughs> but, but before we do that, let's talk about Elias because Elias Game Plan app is the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, for the NBA, for Major League Baseball. And Elias is the gold standard in sports statistics. So why wouldn't you want to use the gold standard when you are placing your bets. That is the beauty of having a competitive advantage. You mentioned a competitive advantage, Patricia, of getting the right guys on the field. You want to get the right bets on your app or at your, your window or wherever, wherever you're doing it with Elias. Take the, this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe. You can get 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Just use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL25. Find game plan sports betting in the App Store 
or Play Store today and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL25. And again, thanks for making Locked On Packers and Locked On Giants your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Patricia and I will be on those shows. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games in the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Patricia, I, I telegraphed it a little bit, but I, I kind of don't feel bad about it because everyone knows the deal in this game is if the Giants can run the ball with Saquon Barkley, they can be successful on offense to a point, right? Mm-hmm. And if the Packers can stop the Giants from running with Saquon Barkley, it might get late early. Am I reading this right? Is, do you have it the same way? I think you're spot on. You're definitely spot on. So Uh, how can the Giants get this running game going? But well, let me wait. Let's wait on that question for a second. Because I think Packer fans need to catch up here. Giants fans know the deal. You've been talking about it all all year, I'm sure. How did we get Saquon back? Because Saquon looks back. So how did we get to this point? Just, Just catch my listeners up, if you would. Yeah. So Saquon all spring, all summer long, been talking about how good he feels, how he was able to train as opposed to rehab, which he's had to do, which he had to do the year prior. He's two years removed from that ACL. He's in a contract year. And also he's heard the chirping from people who say, oh, he's a bust. Oh, get rid of him. Oh, trade him. Do this, do that. He hears all that. So Saquon has a fire lit underneath him. And he came in determined to show people that, hey, I can be just as good, if not better, than I was as a rookie in 2018 when he had over 2,000 all-purpose yards. Unbelievable. So you take that and you also take into consideration this new offensive scheme, which now sit down for this because this is a novel idea. I'm surprised nobody's thought of this. (laughs) It actually puts him in a position to succeed. It plays to his strengths. Whoa, hang on a second. Yeah, I know. Seriously, (laughs) sit down. It plays to the guy's strengths. It gets him into space. All right. So you see a lot more runs to the outside, misdirections and stuff like that. They're not necessarily sending him up the gut like they did a lot of um, where he's just not going to lower his shoulder and bowl people over. They're using him more in the passing game. And oh, my gosh, the guy is producing. Can you imagine? Wow. Jason wow, Garrett turns right. out not not exactly a genius football coach. It's just like it's it's almost like we had years of evidence that that might be the case. Yeah, no, I mean it's amazing. Brian Dable actually went back, looked at Saquon's film from 2018, looked at his film from Penn State, and said, "Hmm, we haven't, been, you know, this team hasn't been doing this a whole lot. Maybe we should try it." Yeah, Pretty genius, right? I, I love it. I love it. Um, it. It is. It is sad that that is the baseline of expectation, and unfortunately, that like that's around the league. You see it. You see this problem where coaches come in and say, "We are going to do this thing that I want to do, irrespective of what the players are good at." And mm-hmm. I think it's one of it's frankly it's one of Matt Lafleur's superpowers, at least on offense, to say, "Okay, I want to be this, but I have Aaron Rodgers, I have Devontae Adams, I you know whatever it is." And this year, we're seeing the evolution of it. We're seeing, okay, well, uh, I want to be this, but uh, the, the receivers are a question. 
Romeo Dobbs, the rookie, is having a really nice season, but he's still a rookie. Christian Watson is a really talented player, but he's a rookie. Your best playmakers are your running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So how do you get those guys in position? This could be one of those old school, like not quite 1990s because the overlap of the Giants being awesome in the 90s and the Packers being awesome in the 90s, there was that that Venn diagram is pretty little. Um, but it, it does sort of have that feel where it's like whichever team can get their ground game going is going to have an advantage in this game. And I'm just I'm really fascinated to see which team can be more. Um, aggressive defensively. That's the question that I wanted to ask you about because watching them against the Bears, they said, we're not afraid of you, Bears. We're not afraid of your receivers. And they played cover one, played some cover zero. They were just like, we don't, we're going we're gonna to man you guys up. And I thought they held up pretty well in man coverage, albeit against, you know, Equinemius St. Brown and some of these guys who like, we're not good enough to even be on the Packers. But... <laughs> What do you think the defensive approach is going to be in this game? Because Aaron Jones, this is a you you brought a crazy stat or a crazy idea. Here's a crazy stat: Aaron Jones through four weeks has still yet to face an eight man box, according to Next Gen Stats. Still, wow. with as good as this Packers run game has been, he has still not faced a loaded box. So, what do you think the Giants are going to do to try and slow this team down? Wow. And and by the way, I don't think I didn't notice that little jab you took at the Bears in the in the division, you know, but it's all good. Um the Bears fans definitely noticed too. Don't worry about it. I I'm sure they did. <laughs> That's okay. I do it all the time with the NFC East opponents. But you know, here's the thing with the Giants run defense. I mean, if you're gonna load up the box, you better make sure that your your cover guys, you know, that you have solid color cover guys. Mm-hmm. Well, the Giants have some injuries in in the back. Of their defense. Yep. Um, Aaron Robinson, their starting cornerback, just went on IR with a knee injury. Fabian Moreau, who is projected to be the starter, he's dealing with an injury. I forget which which one he has, but he's on the injury report. I told you it was 14 guys. I can't remember them all, but I know he's okay. on the injury report. It's a lower, it's a lower body injury. I know that much. Um, Julian Love, their safety is in the concussion protocol. So they're missing some guys back there. I believe Cordell Flott, who's also Cordell Flott is, is another also one. on yes. the injury report. Yes, correct. He's he's got a I believe a calf injury. He's probably not going to play this week. Giants are missing some guys in that defensive backfield. So if you're going to load up the box, you again you probably want to make sure you have guys in the back end who can cover so that you know you, you don't take away from that. Um, and here's the here's the thing though, the Giants run defense has been okay. Uh, Dexter Lawrence has been leading the charge. He's been an absolute beast and he's been doing it without Leonard Williams. The last two games, Leonard Williams has been sidelined with an MCL. Now there's been some big runs against the giants. Don't get me wrong. Um, And Leonard Williams would obviously make a difference there, but Dexter Lawrence has really loaded up that run defense on his shoulders. They've also swapped out some of the inside linebackers because the linebackers were having trouble with their fits, their run fits. So uh, Austin Calitro was benched. They brought in Jalen Smith. They signed him to the practice squad then elevated him to the 53 man roster. He played last week against the bears and lo and behold, they shut the bears running game down or, or limited them. So, um, Sometimes, you know, you'd like to play eight men in a box, but I think so long as guys are, are, you know, playing proper contained, they're not letting guys, you know, they're not overreacting or, 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 or jumping or whatnot. They might be able to get away with it, but uh, 
really, I'm not sure because, you know, that defensive secondary, like you said, it's banged up. I'm not sure how Wink Martindale is going to play it at this point, but uh, that is a concern. But that being said, if they can get Leonard Williams back, which I don't know if they will or not this week, um, that would be a big, big plus for the Giants in stopping the, uh, the Packers run game. You know, what's interesting is Aaron Rodgers has been awesome against the Blitz this year, but has not been good against pressure. And against Wink Martindale, those are important distinctions, right? Because he loves to tune quarterbacks up. He loves to bring exotics. He loves to bring cover zero pressures. He loves to bring extra guys, but you have to get home. And mm. if you don't, Rodgers will dice you. And so if, you, if you're dealing with injuries in the secondary and you're Wink Martindale, how do you play that balance? And that's a tough, that is a tough balance for any defensive coordinator to strike, regardless of their approach. But it's even more so when you're when you want to be a little bit more blitz heavy, even probably than they've been, right? If they were healthier, he might be even more aggressive than he's been. We've seen him at other places. He will come after you. So I'm fascinated to see what happens there. Um, this is also a week for the Packers where I feel like they it, there, there's there is no better week to load the box than this week because Kadarius Tony is dealing with an injury. He's also dealing with um, a doghouse problem um, that he has. This is now two coaching staffs where he has had doghouse problems. So at a certain point, uh, it's not the coaching staff. It's you. Uh, unfortunately, as someone who loves Kadarius Tony coming out and who just thinks like he's an incredibly fun player on the football field. Um, it, it is, it is going to be fascinating to see for the Packers, how they approach this. If it, this is finally mercifully the week that they decide this two shell stuff, not for us this week has to be attack. I, I don't know if they're going to do that. Um, but if they don't do it this week, I, I don't know if there's a week for them to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is the week of all weeks. Um, but I, I, you know, I think there are Packer fans who are going, they could play that wildcat. And I'm not sure Joe Barry would, would play that way. It's just not in their DNA to do. They don't want to do it. But then again, they played a little bit more aggressively against the Bears with Justin Fields. They play a little bit more of that single high safety look and loaded the box and tried to stop the run. So that is that is a matchup that I have my eye on. It's it's not even just really a matchup. It's more of a schematic approach. Like how do they decide they want to defend this team? And I think that's, that's going to go a long way in deciding what, Patricia, you and I agree is the thing in this game. And that is the, the Packers stopping or not stopping Saquon Barkley. All right, we're going to get to predictions. In just a second, before we do, let's talk about our friends at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you can access the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. That's right, for free. You can add your job uh, and and the hashtag hiring frames your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions to make it easier for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and then, of course, hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Get rid of all the candidates you don't even want to talk to at any point. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
And once again, thanks for makes lock. Thank you for making Locked On Packers and Locked On Giants your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. The Peacock and Williamson Show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than thirty minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. The beauty of today, Patricia, is Giants fans don't have to listen to Locked On Packers today, and Packers fans don't have to listen to Locked On Giants today. It's one show. It's the same show. So you can go talk to our friends Brian and Matt. They're great. Go check those guys out. Um, and I'll add a little plug for Locked On Sports today, my show. Um, everything you need to know about sports in under 20 minutes. Um, so, <laughs> shameless plug. Sorry, Patricia. That's all right. <laughs> we all have mouths to feed, right? Um, yes. So, for for the Giants, um, they are eight-point favorites, according to our friends over at Bet Online, or sorry, eight-point underdogs. The Packers are eight-point favorites. Um, a, a neutral site game. And so that plays into that line as well, of course. Um, how do you ultimately see this game playing out? You don't have to give me a score necessarily, but but how do you see it ultimately shaking out? Well, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen The Wizard of Oz, but uh, the Giants are in Kansas. Yeah, okay. One of my favorites too. The Giants aren't in Kansas anymore. And by that, I mean the easy part of their schedule is done. They are facing um, a, an upgrade, if you will, in competition. You know, teams are now starting to gel as we get into week five, week six, week seven, and so forth. Yep. Uh, the Packers, middle of the road as far as, you know, passing, if I'm not mistaken. But like you said, a good run game. Um, after that, they've got uh, they, the Baltimore Ravens. And I think they go to the Jaguars and then to the Seahawks. And then they have their bye week. Those are four tough games coming up for the Giants. If the Giants can go two and two over that stretch, I would. I think most Giant fans would take that. As far as this weekend's game, you know, the Giants have not lost in the international series yet. They are two and zero, oh, having beaten the Dolphins in the inaugural game in two thousand seven, and the Rams in two thousand sixteen. I think the Giants, uh, you know, the injuries worry me. I'm not going to lie to you. They may not have Aziz Ojulari in this game. I mentioned the defensive secondary is banged up. You have to see just what Daniel Jones is going to be able to give them. Um, I, I just don't think that, I mean, I'd like to see the Giants be competitive. I think they will be competitive because even in the game that they lost against the Cowboys, they only lost that game by seven points as opposed to getting totally blown out. So that's a, a plus. I don't think, though, I feel good about the Giants beating the Packers. That said, I think it's going to be a competitive game. They're going to do what they can to keep it close. But I think in the end, Aaron Rodgers is going to pull it out for the Packers. Yeah, I, I think the difference is, you know, the Cowboys, they, Cooper Rush was involved in that game. And if we're going to keep with the Wizard of Oz theme, um, no, they're not in Kansas anymore. You're very right. And they are off to see the Wizard. Because Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, leads the league in big-time throws on throws mm -hmm. over 20 yards. Um, he can still absolutely sling the rock. And if if their secondary is having these issues, I think that's a big problem for them. Um, if someone like Aziz Oshilari is not going to play, if Leonard Williams is going to play but be a, a hampered version of himself, are the, are the Giants going to be able to create enough pressure on Rodgers to make this uncomfortable for him? And I think the, the, the only, really the only variable that, that has me worried about this game being closer than I think you and I think it should be is number one, Saquon Barkley can just, he could just go thermonuclear. Like he just has that gear and we've seen it again. He looks like that guy again, which is very cool to see um, 16 games out of 17 for Packers fans. 
um, this week, hopefully not for them. But I think the other, the other part of this is just like London weirdness, like the, the, the flight and, and the jet lag. And you just never know. Like I've, I've been lucky enough to travel internationally a couple of times and like most of the time I'm fine. And then the, like the last time I did it over the summer, I, for three days, I was just like so exhausted yeah. and there's, there's no explanation for it. And so like, it could just be that Aaron Rodgers wakes up on Sunday and feels like crap. And it's just like, doesn't play well. Like that's a thing that could happen. So th- I think that adds an element of weirdness. I just don't like any line over a touchdown in London. I just, I just don't because yeah. I think that is not the great equalizer, but I think it sort of smooths out the edges. I, I it, it makes me a little more nervous than I might otherwise be. So I will give a score prediction. I think this is like 24 to 17, like that kind of, that kind of game, um, a game that is competitive, but, but maybe in keeping with the Packers theme this season, it's like the score says it was competitive, but maybe it was less competitive. If you, if you look at it play to play, than it really was that sort of, that sorts, that is sort of their MO. I would love to see it be 31, 13. I think, I think they certainly could do that. Um, but I, I, at this point I can't predict that. So, um, just, just to quickly recap, um, what, what you and I think are, is important here, Patricia, just give me like the high points of this game is going to be determined by these three things or whatever it is. Daniel Jones's mobility, Saquon Barkley's ability to run. And if that defense can rattle Aaron Rodgers. I, th- I think that's, that's a great one. It, it, like, I don't, I don't know that I even need to go any further than Saquon Barkley. I, it just seems to me if the Packers can keep Saquon Barkley under 100 yards, they win. That's that just it just seems that easy to me because I don't think the Giants defense is going to do enough to keep the Packers under, say, 20 points. And if the Giants like that's a low bar, right? In the NFL, 20 is a low bar. But I just think if if they can't run the ball, the Giants, it's hard for me to see them getting to 20 barring special teams craziness barring defensive touchdowns, like, you know, stuff going a little haywire. That just seems to be the range of this, of this game, that it comes down to this one thing. If they stop Saquon Barkley, they win. And if they don't, they could lose. I mean, that's, this is the NFL and that's how this works. So Patricia, thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure as always to talk to you. Uh, We will be with everyone. um, Certainly locked on Packers listeners can expect the show from us tomorrow. Um, We will be live on Sunday after the game. Check out Locked on Giants on your podcast feed, YouTube, Odyssey app, wherever you get podcasts. And we will talk to everyone very soon.